All right, three, two, one. I guarantee you I'm getting sued for that music eventually. When, yeah, when, when, that, I, when that band actually catches on to that's what I'm using, I, I'm getting sued. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really quick, and I, I did some editing to it to where it, hopefully I won't get like a copyright strike. But more than likely, I'm going to. So all credit goes to Modern Baseball. It's like a play on words because it's Modern Goonies, but whatever. Um, so hello and welcome to the second episode of the Modern Goonies podcast. I am your host, Trevor King Minor. And on the mic today, I got two really special guests. I've got my good friend Chandler, talking to the mic so people know what you sound like. How's it going? All right, and I got my really good friend Dub. Howdy. All right, we got a couple cool things we're going to talk about, but if you haven't seen the first episode, we uh, will put that up sometime this week, next week. We're a week behind, so it's it's a little difficult. We do one every week now. Um, So check into that. We talk about social media. We talk about uh, the Steven Crowder Vox issue. And we talk about uh, meeting celebrities and the proper etiquette in, uh, in what goes on in those interactions. Um, so I guess we're just going to jump right into it. So guys, how the hell have you been doing? Surviving. Just working, going to school. That's all you can do. Dub, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've seen you, man. What you, what you, what you been up to? Rounding up my last semester of nursing school, dude. About to graduate. Graduate August 10th. Y'all better be there. I mean, so, wouldn't miss it, dude. Mark it on the calendar. Fuck yeah. Early morning Saturday. That's got to be tough, dude, going through nursing school. I can only imagine. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty rough, but, I mean, you know we're all book smart in school, so I got that on my side, but, it, I mean, most of it's like what I was talking to Zach about earlier is just picking up and learning how it really is in the hospital. and. Yeah. It's all about I, the application. School can teach you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's the, how it is for just about any career you get into fresh out of college like you can oh, yeah. learn whatever it is in the school and then when you actually go into the career field like you're just gonna have to learn shit anyways oh yeah it's completely different and yeah i mean i i, I want to go back to school eventually graduate graduate school but the the book the books part are pretty annoying at this point i mean y'all went to college as well so i'm yeah, sure you understand I'm, that part i'm just so fed up at this point like i'm just ready to be done yeah i'm like, ready i'm ready to work but i know as soon as i get into work it's gonna be i'm ready for dude your, your perception of time once you actually start working gets thrown right out the fucking yeah window. You, you should know dude yeah i know i've been working for like what 10 months now or, or whatever um yeah so School, that was all I thought about was I was super burnt out of school because, I mean, we've been doing it our entire lives, you know, 21 years of fucking schooling, give or take. And then all I wanted was, I, all I wanted was a job. That's it. And then the second I get into it and I've been doing it for a little bit. So when you're, when you're in school, your, your whole uh, perception of time is basically just like month to month because it's like, oh, this month I got this exam and then the next month I have the next one and then finals and then, okay, I got Christmas break and then we move into the next semester. So you're, li- you're living month by month. But when you start a job, you don't really have any markers of time anymore. There are like months mean nothing. You blink and two months have passed. To me, it still feels like it's February and it is mid-June right now. And I my perception of time is just so fucked. I, it, it, I thought it was a cliche that old people would say like, 
uh, you blink and you're 40. It's true. You blink and holy fuck, a whole year of my life has gone by. Yeah, you're doing eight to fives, if not more, right? Uh, generally, yeah, I typically end up staying until... I mean, I, do, I work a lot of overtime. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, eight to about seven o'clock on average. Well, you, you, you got to think, like in high school, we had, you know, the markers, like you were talking about, summer break, Christmas right. break. Spring break holidays. or whatever holidays is coming up. <laughs> It's just always something that, like, you're setting forward to, yeah. like, at least, like, a month or, like, two months in advance. Like, yep. something that you're looking forward to. But when you start working, you're just like, well, I mean, I guess I look forward to my paycheck. And it just goes straight to bills. And then you have a fraction of what you made. And you're just kind of sitting in your room just like, well, this is shitty. Life kind of sucks. Yeah. And you it's got, like, five holidays a year with. that they'll actually let you off for. So it's not like you can look forward to Christmas. Yeah. I look forward to Christmas. That's fucking... 12 months from now that's nice yeah you look forward to telling you telling your boss two months in advance that you want to take yeah. four days off or whatever and you've only got like two weeks per year yeah no i mean the working life it, it can be good because you, you finally have the money to do the shit that you want to do like a, a podcast but it sucks because all of your time is just drained yeah They're, like you're, you're that that is your life now like it went from like half school half whatever it was you wanted to do in your free time to all work and then four hours maybe a free time a day yeah maybe depending on you know me i'm a night owl so i get a good four hours but you you balance that with i like to work out and then i mean anything that we do for our side business placeholder media production by the way i don't think i've said that yet uh fucking look us up (laughs) um but yeah, and then anything I do after that is so I, I maybe have at maximum two hours to myself a day. Like it's not there's not a whole lot of time. Yeah, hate to break up the flow there, but we never toasted too. At the yeah, start. I noticed that. Like as soon as he did, I was like, "Fuck, I'm not gonna bring it up." All right, so yeah, we're gonna do a toast. We're supposed to do that right after the video plays, but we didn't. Fucking toast to the second Modern Goodies podcast, guys. Let's do it. It's good to be on the half-ass air with you. I say half-ass because we we edit some of these these videos. Um. Yeah, so I think what I'm going to do for the names of these is something that one of us says during the podcast some, some will be the title. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be like Modern Goonies Podcast 2, and then it'll be like quotation a marks subtitle. title. Yeah, the subtitle. So the subtitle is... So it's clickbait. Legally bound. <clears throat> so I need to say something raunchy is what you're telling me. I mean, you, you yeah. could do it purposely, but I prefer <laughs> it be just something organic that we say. <laughs> All right. That su- it sucks with school though because I feel the same way. Like I'm beyond burnt out on school just because we've been doing it every day for like the past twenty so odd years or whatever. But I've been working for like the past five years, like straight out of high school, just like full time and just keep working the whole time. And I am just as burnt out on work too. Yeah. Like, don't want to do anything. <clears throat> it sucks. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely. Like I said, it's always a cliche, and I know it's hard to do, but a lot of people will tell you do what you love. And I think I think more Matt now more than ever now that I've been in the working world for about a year or so I it is very true do what you love to do if you can or something that you legitimately enjoy because you are doing it ninety percent of your time that is your life your life is now to work so whatever you're working on try to make sure it's something you really enjoy yeah. it's so hard to do because usually whatever you want to do doesn't make money or doesn't That's like true. support you well enough to survive yeah especially if you have a really creative mindset that for sure like if you're an artist or something like yeah of course people would love to do that but I mean you'll be starving for a little bit right I'm sure there's countless of people with like unparalleled like 
ideas and creativity that they got going through their head, but they can't do anything because they can't yeah. get a decent job because of so and so or so and so or whatever. It's pretty yeah. shitty. It just sucks because it, it's a super it's just uh, wasted potential. Yeah, no, and I'm gonna use the term oversaturated here, which I don't think that I don't even think there's such a thing as an oversaturated you know amount of creative people in the world. Because it's such a good thing. For people to be creative is something that's really important to do. But when there's so many people who can make amazing art, people kind of tune out. Because it's like, oh, you're just another one of those dudes just trying to make a quick buck off of, you know, <clears throat> right. doing this pretty painting well, yeah. or whatever. It sucks that's the way it's become, especially, you know, with social media. is like, if you're not trying to monetize your creativity, then... What's you the feel point? like there's no point because yeah. you have to right. make the bucks. Right, yeah, yeah, you've now kind of, in a way, put a price on it. And there's just not a way to do that because the best forms of creativity come out of the ones, uh, the aspects in life that aren't pressured. It's just natural and it's you and it's your, it's raw emotion and how you feel. And that's actually, that, that's one of the biggest issues that, um, I know you and I have talked about this a little bit, but with the music in- industry nowadays, yeah, it, it, it is, 100%. it's become completely soulless because now it's, where before, when you got big and famous, it was kind of like, even then, you weren't really making that much. You were just doing what you love to do. Right. Uh, whereas now, it's that's your livelihood, and you can't become irrelevant. Because if you become irrelevant, there's, you don't make it. There's, there's yeah. someone else that's going to replace you exactly. right there. There's, and there's so many like cycles of like new artists that you hear of, or like these so-and-so people that are around for like a year or so and then just kind of fade off like type of thing oh yeah Uh, fading off has become a huge thing Uh, it's funny because um at least with making a good album so a lot of times bands they'll make a good album and they'll take about if you're a really good band like you're a band that takes your time on it it'll take about two years maybe three before the next one comes out well in that amount of time if you're in the pop world or the country world or the hip hop world, the world where music is like the most popular right now. You, you're, in that amount of time, you're for, so behind. Yeah. In that amount of time you, you, that you've taken that off to make a really good album. People have forgotten about you because you're well, not, you're not in the spotlight all the time and people don't care anymore. I also feel like people don't care that much about albums anymore. Cause like, I feel like what we're at is people like a really popular single. And if it catches on, like that's what like everybody wants to listen to like type of thing. But right no one like really sits down and listens to an album like from start to finish yeah well that's one of the things that itunes killed really um i remember we talked about this a little bit in my marketing class uh one of the genius things about itunes when it first came out is that you no longer had to buy the entire album to listen to that one song that you were buying it for right so uh, um that's why uh when itunes became a thing people were fighting it so hard, especially the music industry was fighting it so hard because they made their money off of people buying, like they knew you had that one hit, you had that Paradise City in there, like that's the hit, but you had to buy the entire $10 to you know, $15 album in order to listen to that one song, that's how they got you, it's like, oh, you gotta buy it in bundle. Right. Whereas now, it's like, hey, I like this one song. You go in, you buy that one song. That's yeah. I, I find myself doing that a lot, like when I do, like when people recommend a certain song, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go listen to the album. And then I find myself liking not the song that was recommended to me. Yeah. It's like it's like whatever you can relate to, you know. I don't think I've ever really sat down and liked a full album in a very long time, if if any I at all. I feel like it's an old school type of thing. To like, yeah. Or it's just not mainstream. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of like less popular artists that make it. But I really love an album that like, even like, like the way like they have like the tracks listed, like has like some sort of like, concept or like story that goes with it like mm-hmm. 
a lot of oh yeah 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 that's why i like a lot of like older like pink floyd stuff because a lot of it's like has like this other kind of story that goes with it where it's more than just a list of tracks like all thrown up together and it has like <clears throat> a cover of it in the well, title for an album and I it's wonder, just a compilation of songs i wonder if a lot of it has to do with like an adhd <clears throat> type of thing you know or attention span type thing where it's like you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you bought a, That's a record or a CD, and I, it's like, well, I, I kind of want to listen to the whole thing, you know, like, you know, what I, I want to know what to expect, I want to know what's on the album, but now, like Trevor said, you're just, you can go pick and choose, and you... Yeah. you well, I, I think that I think that's just, like, a counter effect of just the way our society is now, is we have everything that's so, like, instantly, like, right there. Instant like, you gratification. Li- yeah. yeah. If you want that, if you want to listen to that one song, like, you can get it in 10 seconds, you yeah. can... And, and, and I'm not I'm not the kind of dude who thinks instant gratification is necessarily a bad thing. However, there are definitely negative side effects of it. Uh, I think too much of it. Right. I mean, when you become yeah. dependent on it, then you don't realize it yeah. really. Um, yeah, playing on your point a minute ago, um, one of the things that I have noticed, because now you're able to listen to that one song that you want or stream that one that one song that you want, a lot of albums, at least the albums that are in the mainstream, I would say, have become disjointed. Because the songs that you're listening to, it's almost like what you were saying, are they're basically just a collection of singles that would be right. hits, but there, there's real no, there's there's not a real theme between the songs anymore. Exactly. Where that- yeah yeah sorry I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, whereas so like albums that I like to listen to because I'll listen to whole albums, but there's typically there's kind of a theme throughout. It, whether it's sound or what the lyrics are about or or even just, the way they transition like in between tracks yeah like, exactly yeah it could, it could like if they hit like a certain like string on like a guitar or something then like it ends like it's seamless it, yeah it's it just plays out like seamlessly throughout I, the the two tracks i like that combined. too it's like you know it's a story like exactly. uh, yeah what, the logic album what is the one logic album where it's like based on in the future? I, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, but not something sure. incredible story. But anyway, it's oh, like it's an incredible true story. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I like that album a lot. I didn't necessarily like the music. I liked the songs and the way they sounded, but I just enjoyed, you know, basically watching a movie with my ears, just going yeah, through that album. Exa- but, I, I love albums that string. My favorite thing in an album is when, um, the hell? Oh, it's our dishwasher. Uh, <laughs> is when is when you're going when you're listening to an album and they make callbacks to previous songs on the album, or they'll mm-hmm. even take pieces of the songs that they sang before and incorporate it into the song that's later on What's in there. What's an example of that? Uh, uh, an ooh, example of that would be um, my favorite that does shit like that is um, Green Day's American Idiot album. It is. Uh, th- it's actually. There's a name for it, and it's called. It's like like an opera. It's it's a music opera kind of. Uh, because Bohemian it, Rhapsody. It, it tells. It tells. Yeah. No. It tells an entire. Yeah. Each song. It tells a story, and it, it, it's talking about uh, early thousands America and the kind of post nine eleven world. So a lot of it is very politically charged, but each song um, builds upon the last one. Yeah. And as it goes along. Like there's a song called Saint Jimmy or something something Saint Jimmy and he mentions he mentions Saint Jimmy like a million times in the whole album and he'll call back to previous songs pretty much the whole way through and it's beautifully constructed the entire time. It's, um, it's funny that you bring that album because the example I was going to use was Pink Floyd's The Wall album and that's considered like the best like rock opera album of all time by really most people. But uh, I was going to say that too because the whole like way throughout it there's so many like subtle references like. 
that you can use like with the wall too. It's like our backs against the wall, like uh, up against the wall type of things, break down the wall. And yeah. if you really like sit down, like you can like pick out like the pieces to it. Like it's so beautifully written and the way it starts. And it's really cool. Actually, the way it starts is like mid sentence and it starts with like, we came in like that and you can like barely hear it. Like right as you start mm-hmm. and on the back end of the album, like the last bit it says is this where so like when you like piece it together like right at the end it says is this where and then it starts over the whole album again where we came in oh. so it's just meant to like be like play like on a continuous loop like album starts meant over. to be replayed yeah like stuff like that like that's so cool like, See, that's so, cool. That's, it's kind of so well thought it's actually out. kind of it's kind of creepy in a way that kind of make that's kind of like eerie to me too at the same time yeah like, oh, i'm getting shit. a little bit of chills yeah i know i was thinking about that's that badass, like, oh, that's, that's cool but it's creepy but that's like like such like deep thought like that you're putting into your oh, work yeah. And it's not something that you just like make to make money. It's something that you put a Soulful. lot of time See, and effort into. That's what makes that's like quality music. That's what makes yeah, it good to me. But pe- I think people have lost respect for that. That goes back to 100%. the instant gratification. Hundred percent. And then I, yeah. you have the artists. I'm going to use Old Town Road for an example. I don't know a lot about the song, but it's one that was popular recently. Oh, I'm right. sure you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, talking about. I hate it. And what, then you go mm-hmm. on places like rap genius where i used to love going because i'm like okay what does this lyric mean you know and it's just editors on there who could be random it's almost like wikipedia you know where it's like right. is this a credible source or it's the artist and they're just making up some bullshit like is this really what you meant or are you just doing this on the fl- on the fly now like were you, the, was I it think really the curtains are blue well, I think yeah it, it could be also too is that like where like the where we're at technology wise is that anybody if they have like a few like extra like even like a thousand dollars i'm sure you could do it for even less like can make music Wait, and they can put it out there uh, but i have a song on youtube itunes just about everything plugging myself again serotonin go listen to it but yeah my the amount of equipment i have very cheap it doesn't take much to be able to record right. you can be completely you can be completely talented in today's world and plug a little bit of auto-tune just know how to make a beat and your star. Yeah, that, I yeah. mean, well, like back in, back in the day, like it wasn't as readily available to the public, which I'm sure like people fell through the cracks too with that. And yeah. We're fortunate to have that too. Whenever we have like some random person that just blows up out of nowhere, and they're great. That's awesome. Yeah. But the people that were really popular back then, usually all like the stars that were really big back in the day, like 60s, 70s, 80s, and even before that, they were really big and popular because they were good. And they were really talented. They had the talent to for back the, it up. For exactly. the most part, there were still the companies who were just pumping in money. Yeah, to that, well, that's, right. that's true. Icons, the, the, you, the music industry has always been a shady business in general when it comes to that kind of shit. Like, hey, stay relevant and you have to. But at least kind of in the older days, when they did that shit, they still had the talent to be able to right. shit out hits. Right. Like actual good, well thought out hits. Well, that's the thing I'm, is like, I kind of feel like it's almost the same story all over again as like you find some bozo, pick them up off the street. Maybe they do music or whatever. I mean, I'm sure they had to have more talent than people nowadays, but it's the same story now as like this big industry picking up some random artists back in the seventies and eighties, more, more nineties for, I'm talking about pop mostly, I think, but, and then nowadays where, you know, you see a YouTube video and then Sony goes and picks them up. And it's like, all right, we're pumping money into this. All right, yodel kid, it's your fucking yeah, exactly. time to shine. Exactly. It could also be maybe that, you know, back in the day, you didn't have all the distractions that we have too. Well, not also distractions, but just other things to fill up your time with. So most people, you know, whenever you get home from school, you can, if most, um, I mean, I don't know, most families may not have had like a TV or something or it wasn't like as like, 
engaging as it is now, obviously. So they right. pick up a guitar or something that they bought at the pawn shop and teach themselves how to play, and that's what they do whenever they get out of school or something. But now we have so many other things, and that's something that really takes a lot of time and energy and focus and like determination. It's so much easier just to go to your phone to do whatever yeah. than actually focus on something. So Everything maybe, you need is just a quick scroll away, then. Exactly. So. What, maybe a segue, but when was the last time you watched actual like satellite TV or like cable TV? Oh, Jesus. Uh, the the main thing that... So I have a TV, I have a TV at work and they'll put it on whatever. Um, so I see Wendy Williams all the fucking time. I'm sorry. All the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's bad. Um, that or whenever I'm sitting there, I'll turn it to the ID channel. But I'd say the closest thing we do is we have Hulu, which, you know, streaming services are just fucking killing the TV industry yeah. in general. Cable, they, cable's dead. Sorry, guys. It's dead. Um, so we'll stream the games when they happen live. So right. I guess I guess that technically counts. Other than that, no, I Dude, don't. yeah, like, what is the kick on reality TV? It's I was easy. watching, I don't it's know, simple. I was watching the Dr. Pimple Popper. My mom likes that show. Uh, my mom was Damn watching it the other my day. Mom, my mom watched the worst I, like reality shows. I sit down you guys for like that shit, you're nasty. 10 or Sorry. 15 minutes, and I'm watching this, and I'm just critiquing the hell out of it. I'm like, Mom, wh- I, how do you like this? This I, is I, so dumb. I can see that, because that's just like a weird like avenue of like, like people like enjoy like watching that like on the internet like it's a guilty pleasure yeah, type but, of thing. Yeah. But even like that like the, that's all what I'm the saying all is, the other like stupid reality shows though like it's just like like my uh, like six hundred pound life or whatever like <laughs> I, it's nothing like you're fat and you exist like that's the premise of the show like it's it's stupid yeah. it's mindless and well the thing about it is like. I don't know if it's just me, but I, I would rather go to YouTube. I'd rather go to Netflix. I'd, I'd rather go watch a documentary. I'd rather go watch someone else's personal video and, like, you know, see it raw. But it's, like, the the shows are so fabricated. Like, just watching yes. the Dr. Pimple Popper show, you could just tell how right. disingenuous the interaction was. I'm like, Mom, yeah, how, do you not see how scripted this is right now? She's yeah. like, no, he's, he's sad. You know, he has this mole on his neck. I'm like... It's like so scripted. This isn't. I mean, I know how the clinics run. Right. This is not how the clinics run. You don't just walk in and shake the doctor's hand immediately. Oh like, no, exactly. Even the process. even the shows that claim to be pretty, like loose about it. My my example would be Pawn Stars, right? Uh, yeah. So the idea of Pawn Stars is kind of cool. Like it's interesting when people bring interesting shit in there. What? But the the deal is, is they script that shit left and right. They've had people who've been on the show who are like, yeah, I literally, I just walked up and like, hey, you want to be on the show? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, you're going to be selling this, this item. Once they, like you find the formula, like it's so like, it's just so stupid. Like or, you, like well, you could just like watch someone come in and then you just like, know like on Pawn Stars, you're going to be like, oh, I got like this so-and-so like old piece of something. I got it out of yard sale. Thought it might be worth something. I'm going to bring it in here too. He's like, Oh yeah, oh, I don't know about it. Here's some random facts. Let me go talk to my buddy, and then he comes back. They yeah, have he a doesn't pri- know anything. They have a price haggle, <laughs> and then they meet somewhere. And oh, I want a hundred. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'll do fifty. Can you do seventy-five? No. Okay. Well, we'll do sixty. Okay. The and thing that like, bothers me the most about that show <laughs> is not necessarily that, but it's the they feel like because it's a form of reality TV, they need to tie in some weird fucking plot line. So they'll. They'll do some dumb scripted oh, like, ass shit, like yeah. the, like competitions between or something. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, we, me and Chumley bought this yeah. uh, new AR, and we're gonna go down to the oh, shooting range yeah. and have a shoot off or e- something. Exactly, like, and, and it's so and then, blatantly. And then the old and then the old man like ups and like beats them or something, and they're like. 
oh, the old pop still got it or something. No, and they just, literally say it just like that. Like, Chumley's like, oh, I guess the old man still had... Like, just the most scripted fucking yeah. shit. You said you said something about a formula. What the... Is that the same formula with music? Because my, my, my stepdad... He's like won't he refuses to watch any anything but reality TV specifically like the the car shows and like you know Gas Monkey Garage or you know the stupid cars. ass racing shows and it's the same thing where it's like oh yeah old Bob's got this Mustang but I'm gonna beat his ass and then Bob beats him and he's like oil shoot and they're like getting a fight. I think that yeah. with that and me and Trevor have talked about this before not on the <clears throat> podcast but just to each other it's just so easy to watch easy to watch things that's yeah that's what he that that's kind of stupid to say out loud but this is a quote from him this is what i'm I'm about about to tell you he's like yeah i don't want to watch anything that works my brain too hard exactly i I think that's how so many people think that's why so many shitty movies and shitty tv shows are popular it's because no one wants to think critically about something or like watch something that might make them feel a certain way they just want to be spoon-fed information exactly dude i literally i was talking to uh someone the other day not gonna say who, not gonna say where. But I was talking to some, I was talking <laughs> to someone the other day, and she was like telling me, she was like, "Oh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite?" I was asking her a favorite movie and, and shit like that. And I can't answer that. Frozen. That's, a, and, that's such a hard well, question. Well, not even for a favorite me. movie, just like what kind of movies do you like? And she likes. That's still a hard question. She likes for me too. just you know dumb, mindless action movies, and she said, "I don't like things that make me feel emotion." And because because and, are you a human? And and, and I get no. Are I, you a robot? Okay, so wait, so here's the thing. I, I get that kind of. Because most people they deal with they deal with their life so much. Well, TV can be a form of escape. No, that's exactly where I was going with that. They they deal with their life so much, or they're so bored by it, or they're just so beaten down by it that when they go to watch the cinemas, they want something that is enjoy, enjoyable. They can turn their brain off and just watch it. Yeah, it's it's a form of escapism. It's like this shit would never happen in real life. I recognize that. But I deal with life all the time, so I just want to tune out for a bit and just watch this dumb shit and let this be yeah, my world for a minute. Well, I, I get that, too. So I, and I understand I, that aspect of it. I mean, I'm like that, too. I don't have to watch, like, critically, like, acclaimed, like, movies or TV shows all the time, even though that's usually what I do. Like, every now and then I like to turn on, like, The Office. It's, like, nothing that, like, you have to, like, think super hard about, but it's something that I use for, like, my background thing or it's, like, while I'm doing it, something. It requires more brain power than Oh, TV. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. true, but I feel like everyone has like that one kind of show where they just like like to turn it on and then tune off. I, I Car- think, cartoons for sure, I are think, my thing. I think that's such a strong point though about escapism because I mean I find myself doing that a lot with video games and you know oh, me books, too. hell TV well, shows. Well, books are series. a bit better. You weird. can get you I can do that before. You can get something from books, though. And you, the same could be said for movies or TV shows or video it, games, too, even. It's but. so, I mean, it's so harmful, though, because especially the more that, you know, I'm working on anxiety and depression is, like, just being and, like, feeling all that emotion rather than, like, all right, I'm going to escape. I can deal with it later. Like, the more you push it back, the more the more I find myself, It like, builds up. Yeah, like you get like yeah. the, the more like you avoid it, the more against it you kind yeah, of are. Yeah, it comes back harder and stronger, you know. I think that's true too because once I've like over like the past couple of years since I like changed a bit and like started like thinking more critically and just being like kind of more consciously aware of like people and like feelings and things, like everything kind of feels a bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, if like, you can't make sense of that, then I think you get lost watching reality TV shows. I think you get lost 
listening to rap songs or pop songs on the radio yeah. that are simplistic I, and you're exactly you're, yeah you, you just get I kind mean, of stuck in a rut of it i don't know if y'all know it's about theory like the theories of developmental theories and like the stages of life erickson ring a bell if y'all ever did any psychology erickson no i but, took that um, psychology class and basically and you have these stages of life that you are intended to fulfill based off the theory hmm. and the very last like the last two one of them is like generativity versus stagnation and basically the generativity generativity aspect is giving back to your community or you know being productive to the society or the culture that you're functioning in mm-hmm. and i think that you know disconnecting from the emotion is one of the biggest reasons well early on it's a little bit different of a case because basically the way it works is if you don't make it past this stage then you don't move on the next stage to complete and you you, so you know you, you go, go all into the way stagnatism or you whatever go, it is right exactly okay. you either you either succeed in this point of the stage and move on to the next one or you fail and you stay behind in the stage you can't get to the next one that's the theory so i think that anyways point is 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 the coping with emotions mm-hmm. I, it starts with the self you know yeah, if you can't 100%. understand yourself and the way you operate then you're not going to understand the dynamics of other people around you yeah and exactly you have to be in tune with yourself before you try and navigate throughout the world right at I've talked to Trevor about that too. I think it's something that's super important that gets really like overlooked or kind of like downplayed where most people, and I think a a lot of people our age or younger generations like don't really think about or think it's kind of weird. Like if you just like go into your room and it could be like before you go to bed or like while you're taking a shower or something, just like turn the lights off, don't do anything and just get off your fucking phone and like, self-evaluate yourself yeah i think that makes a big point to the music and the simplicity thing that one of us said about you know you just buy a record and you go fucking listen to it working on a car whatever even just sitting there and listening to the whole thing yeah that evokes your emotion and you're thinking like you know why is it making me feel this way you know what's going on and you you have the ability to basically analyze yourself just sitting back and listen to that especially with creativity especially it's, with art, artistic stuff that's a really rewarding feeling too is whenever because it's happened to me plenty of times where if i'm like driving and i'm kind of you know whenever you like you're it's a long highway you're just on like the interstate and you're just going and like you just kind of like drift into like kind of autopilot mode and you're just like listening to something you're just daydreaming and oh, thinking fuck, yeah. and you fuck, just yeah. have like good like profound thoughts or it's like something like that's been bugging you like all week or something like just come to like a forefront and then like you just kind of solve it or you confront like your issues in your head like it's such a good feeling to think about yeah and i, I think whenever that's, whenever can you I, can i plug something right there ahead. yeah so so building off of that so yeah one time i um chandler knows this the whole story but um i went on a trip to tell a girl how i felt about her she lived in santa fe so I had to drive for fucking 12 hours pretty much just alone by myself in the car and the playlist I had made to go do it. And it, so it, it, the trip started as this kind of like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go say what's on my mind. But in the process of just taking that road trip by myself, no one else, I can't talk to anyone. I mean, I could have called someone if I wanted, but I didn't want to just, just me in the car, open road, nothing around. When you're driving through New Mexico, there's fucking nothing. <laughs> Just nothing on both sides. Just that and the music that's in front of you and you in your own head. That's it. Because half the time you're not even listening to the music. You're just zoning out. Right. That's, pre- that's pretty it, much it. Just it just slips into background and, noise. And, and 
I, don't I, know. I, I jam quite a it, bit. I'm not. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> it, it depends on like the state of mind you're in too. Yeah, and well, no, no, I jammed to the songs I knew, and then like some of the ones I was like lesser on, you know. Oh, you tune it out. Yeah, and so you know that whole trip, it, it was supposed to be about that, but what it actually had happened because I had spent so much time just alone, just pretty much just sitting there like this just the whole not, time, just driving, just not the whole time. doing anything. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had found my. It was crazy. I found myself no, when I did it. It's funny that you're it's telling lo- this story because I did the exact same thing. I was going through a pretty rough time, and my uncle. Do you know what hot shotting is? It's like, you know, you go and pick up a load for somebody and go transport it out or whatever on a trailer or truck to no, next location for companies. Um, anyways, my uncle happened to text me when I was like super anxious and depressed. He's like, hey, uh, I need you to do this job for me. Drive out to outskirts of Houston by NASA. I'm like, okay, I don't really want to, but whatever. It's easy money. So, I mean, it was only a five-hour drive for me. Well, 10 hours total, but yeah, just going out there and like, you know, I listen to podcasts every now and then, but I would just turn off the radio and just... Yeah, I've, I've done that a few times where I've, like, been going and, like, if I'm listening to YouTube or something and, like, I hit, like, a dead zone or something and I lose service and it's just silent and I just, like, my phone locks or something, I just keep it, like, silent for, like, the rest of the trip and I'm just thinking, like, to myself and my whole head. It's really nice yeah. just having, like, yeah. that sort of, like, reassurance that, like, you know, like, what's going on in your life and you're aware of, like, any issues that you have. yeah. I mean, it sounds it sounds so silly to like think about, but oh I yeah, mean, no, I wouldn't have believed it if you hadn't. No, I, yeah, I mean, you agree. need to think about like things that are troubling you in your life instead of trying to like go into these forms of escapism yeah. and just like slipping into watching like easy like shows that you can just binge yeah. on hours I, and hours. I feel like there's and, this misconception that when you do shit like that, that you're dwelling on it, and I, I think there is a line, sure, where you hit you hit that point. Maybe you all, you have been on this for a little bit. But I think thinking about the things that are uncomfortable and understanding, I, I think it can help lead to understand why you are uncomfortable with it. And yeah, when yeah, you understand no. that, it helps you overcome that, it. But if 100%. you never think about it and you just tune out all the time, you're never going to understand it. And it's always going to be an anxiety or something that bothers you later on. That, that's the big thing is, a nor, uh, you know, if you're relatively healthy in terms of a mental status, then yes, you can you can think about things and overcome them independently, but there's people who can't do that. You know, extreme depression, extreme anxiety, obsessive, obsessive compulsive disorder, schizophrenia, you know, you need, you need to know the correct coping mechanisms, you know, if I can jump in there too, it's something that I've thought about. That's kind of, I've noticed it a little bit that, and maybe you can kind of relate to it with like some kind of experience in the medical field, but I feel like it's kind of trendy to like be to like have self-diagnosed anxiety or depression oh, now shit. like sawyer talked about this exact thing on the last one it, this that's is funny this was a point that he brought up he, he literally said he said i think it's trendy or cool to be depressed now that's what that's that was the point well, that he had brought it up. I, I i have a kind of a, a rebuttal to that i think well, it's well, good, hang, well hang on let, uh, let him finish ahead, his sorry. point first well I, I think that it can it's a good and a bad thing because I mean, it could be said for, like, any other kind of condition where if you're kind of trying to, like, virtue signal a little bit. Where... <laughs> you said the same thing. <laughs> you guys are the same person. <laughs> no, we're not. Come on, man. You got to be original. <laughs> nah, dude. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, but I, th- I think that people kind of use that as, like, if they do feel like the way that, like, we've kind of described where, like, they're, like, they don't know how to, like, deal with things, then they just try and use, like, they say, I have anxiety or 
oh, I have depression. They like, kind of use that as like their shield or like their like their reason for not dealing with these type of things. But of course, right. there's cases where it's real and extreme depression, which is hard to tell because there's really not a certain like you have it, you don't have it type well, of thing. Well, this goes back to the whole. I like Erickson. We we use it a lot in nursing. The whole stages thing is the thing about calling something a traumatic experience is kind of led into into such this negative connotation it's like oh it's traumatic they must have been they must have been abused they must have you know seen their family murder something but the smallest thing can be a trauma like childhood is so incredibly important like mm-hmm. normal right. development in childhood and if you miss even the smallest thing and it's you could have the greatest parents in the world and they could miss the tiniest thing and if you don't get that correct development it's just like this this domino effect and they stack and stack and stack and if you can't backtrack and figure out okay well you know i'm an adult now if, if you're in a healthy state of mind say you know you know i'm an adult now like how do i work through this and there's support systems obviously you know psychiatrists psychologists etc if, if you can't do that and backtrack and you know know your own history it's part of you know being with yourself and knowing yourself well then you're not going to be able to overcome whatever you know happened in the development and I don't know. It's 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 just, it's just crazy how right much of a, a, a domino effect that is. Yeah, and, and like you said, there's a stigma against that. Well, it's funny because um, Zach and I have had a conversation about this before um, with PTSD, and some people kind of I don't know. I they, they they associate that term with mainly people who have been in wars, but P, PTSD can come in all kinds of form. Like he was telling me one time, like there's. It doesn't have to be physical either. It yeah, can be yeah, completely emotional. Well, right, PTSD. yeah, and, and that was one of the things he was he was telling me about how people um, have gotten PTSD just from poverty, like like there, there's a thing where people literally have like diagnosed PTSD from just poverty, just living up, grow, like just growing up living poor, and it triggers some kind of thing in their brain where they get super emotional and stuff like that. So it comes in all shapes and sizes. Uh, yeah, it's just a. That's that's the hard thing though is like. You know, even with physiological diagnosis, it's hard to have a definitive thing that says, okay, this is congestive heart failure. Well, the same thing goes, if not even, it is more complicated with, okay, this person has PTSD because, you know, we only know so much about the brain, obviously, and it's very little at this point. And there's no textbook thing to say, like, you know, this string of events led to this. Like, you could say... It's not black and white. It's yeah, all, you could it's say... All, it's all gray area. They show signs and symptoms of PTSD, but doing the root cause analysis and going to fix that is incredibly difficult. So I want to I segue into this, because this is something I'm a little curious about. So I've, I've had arguments with one person in particular. I'm not going to name who they are, but... Do we know who they are? You, you both know who they are. Okay. And if he listens to this, he will know who he is. Um... I've gotten to gotten to a pretty gotten to pretty big arguments uh, about what. How do you view life? Do you think life is black and white, or do you think life is colorful or gray? What, what what's your what's your opinions on that? It's like, not black and white. It's I mean, life is an experience. Like everyone's is different. Every single individual's experience and how they interpret life is different from another. So. I don't think it's black and white at all. I mean, okay. that, that's like I and said what, with yeah, and, but yeah, I mentioned because you you had said something whatever, and then he was like, "Well, yeah, it's not black and white." So, what, what, what do you think? 
it, it's obviously subjective, dude. I mean, it, like I said, with the different theories and the way that we understand now how the brain works, that it, it's colorful. It's obviously colorful. There's there's goals we want to meet. There's things we want to do and with throughout life, and you can go through that black and white, but I don't think you truly reach the point of generativity if you're not doing it colorfully. If you're yeah, not looking I, at yeah, it no, no, that I, I I agree because I don't know. I I think a lot of I think the people who view life as black and white are people who lack empathy in a way. Because, I mean, they're like, oh, it's simple. Like, you just, you don't do that. That's, like, immoral or that's messed up. No, that's a no. But then I'm like, okay, well, while while that what that person might have done might be wrong, in a, you know, in the sense of the word, look at what happened to them to lead them to that decision or that action that they chose. Now, now you're reaching into something to that what I've we, been developing yeah. is, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes rather than basing your morals off of whatever culture you've grown up. Exactly. Grown up in. And I, this, this is something that I, I haven't seen struggled with. This is something that I've struggled with people not understanding or, or not having empathy for, for one reason or another. They just jump to this immediate conclusion of, well, you're a bad person if you do this. And I'm like, well, that's not, that's not true though. You know, th yeah. Like what led that person to that Ex event? Exactly. And but they don't, you... yeah, they don't consider that though. Exactly. They just, it's just like, you did this, you're bad. It's like, okay, well, right. if they, you were they, put they, through the they same start, situation... They start from that, the ending and then don't exactly. care about... Exactly, they make their conclusion backwards. It's, exactly. It's almost yeah. like a, a mob mentality, and that's something that I'm glad that I've taken this perspective. What I, I don't know if as a name or not, on the standpoint of, you know, backtracking in someone's shoes and, you know, trying to get an understanding of why the series of events went they, the way they did for someone and how it got to a bad point, but... In nursing especially, I don't know. It's a human thing, obviously, to gossip and be social, but right. there's a lot of nurses who it just seems like they they cast sin upon some patients for doing the things they do. For example, people with COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And they're still they're chain smokers. Typically, well, that's an aspect, and that'll be gossiped about, but I've had all, all my COPD patients are just these angry you know always upset always on edge but you got to think like they can't, they can't breathe man they've they've got these no. stiff lungs they don't get enough oxygen their their brain is literally working off a hypoxic drive the hypoxic drive the, the co2 is what's driving them to breathe not not the oxygen so you know they're they're struggling to breathe all the time that puts in cortisol it's like you know no wonder they're angry all the time how would you feel breathing through a straw how would you feel? I feel like there's just like kind of a switch. I mean, to cut you off if you weren't done. You're good. But uh, I feel like there's just like kind of a switch. Like we're at like this kind of developmental age. Like when you get like to your late teens, like 17, 18, 19, when you start. I want to. I, I want to. If you heard that weird cackling laughter in the background, we have we have some friends that are in the apartment right now, and they're just kind of in the back jacking off. I'm not sure. So if you if you hear weird noises, they're probably playing Super that's Mario what it Party. Is. Or it's fucking not Chandler and Dub jacking off under the table. It's one of the two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. No hands. I'm really talented. I'm impressed. <laughs> fucking impressed over here. I've kind of lost my train of thought. It's work. okay. Um, here. Uh, so wait, hang on. What what were we? What, what was he going on? My COPD patients. Oh, I was saying, I, I I feel like there's a switch kind of like in this developmental age when you're like in your late teens, like 18, 19, up until like, when when is like the brain fully developed? Like I know there's like different views. Like isn't it for like anywhere from like 25 to 30? That's another, 
exactly that's hard the, to reach textbook. that's crazy to think about too is that we have so much like vast medical you technology know. but we still know like so little about our we don't even CPUs. know what we don't it's know so, my friend it's yeah well, it's, it's weird it's something that you learn about in early psychology courses is the let, let me finish this real quick before we get off on there but i feel like right. there's just like a point where if you like and it doesn't have to be to this extreme like where someone faces some kind of like it doesn't have to be an extreme tragedy or like it doesn't even have to be a negative effect it can be extremely positive but there has to be some sort of like event that makes you feel something like on an emotional level whether good or bad to where you can feel that towards others you know what i mean isn't it an event though i mean if you Thing, this came to my head immediately the, the same way you train your muscles in the gym you know you build that and you build that and you build that is well, there I've, I've, a particular I've, event or is, would it be i think it could be over like like a period of time but i feel like there's something that like kind of starts it like there's a kind of a tipping point where you just so uh, get, yeah yeah exactly. you get past like I just thinking you... for yourself and you kind of start to feel like well i don't know maybe this guy does have like a kind of idea and you just kind of give way a little bit like you just give an inch at a time or something and then you just kind of break that wall down to where you can just feel for like another person you, on a hum- yeah. humanistic See, yeah, like you mean like a sentinel event that you have in your memories where you're like it doesn't yeah, have to be that's like, the time where i was like switching could, my my mentality on this it could be i have a personal theory that i think like there's like one or two like major events that kind of formulate like anyone's kind of personality like throughout their later I years like couldn't their, argue with that in their I, early like completely. developmental stages I, so. I'll, I'll build on that so when i was younger i was a judgmental little prick is what i was i think we are. a judgmental motherfucker <laughs> i i took these ideas of uh either what others were saying. Cause I mean, we grew up in a predominantly small Christian town. So, I mean, you have, the, you already have these ideas in your head of like, to be a good person, you don't do drugs. You don't have sex. You don't smoke. You don't curse like that. Like that's, <laughs> that's I mean, what, I mean, that just goes that's like what, past like any, like one at our high school, just about. Like, yeah. That's well, like, but that, well, that's that is the, it, yeah, exactly. Where that's what, good. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone like knew was good, but anyone that was like the highest, like, echelon that you can get in high school i guess like wasn't that at all sleeping around with everybody drinking oh yeah 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 no 100 either either way that but that was the idea of a good person right i use that in quotations there that was the idea and so i mean when you're younger and your parents are pretty much telling you that's what it means to be a good person don't ever drink fuck or whatever didn't like none of none of that um so i mean when you're young and you're dumb you just fucking believe them you're like well yeah they don't lie to me that's that's what a good person is i guess and so i fell into that fucking trap and i was just this judgmental little prick like if you ever did any of those fucking three things right there i was like yeah fuck you buddy you're a piece of shit i don't like you and so that's kind of the mindset that i had for the longest time and um my parent my mom at least at one point realized oh i fucked up like he's he's pretty judgmental actually and so she would talk to me a little bit and be like maybe maybe you should like consider their point of view or something and i'm like no like that's they did this they're bad pretty much exactly how i thought well then my mom passed away right Mm -hmm. and uh it's like i i don't know it's like everything like shortly after she died everything fucking clicked everything she'd ever said to me about you know just trying to accept everybody and you know what does it matter love is love or just all the kind of really sentimental shit that she would say to me it's like it fucking just like that clicked and 
I was like, what is the point of judging people? Like, I don't know their story. I don't know what led them to do that. And who the fuck cares if you like to drink or smoke or fuck? Like, that's your, this is your life, man. You got one of it. That's it. And then you go away and you're gone. Like, so enjoy it while you're fucking here. Do what you want to do. Don't be a complete piece of shit. Like, you know, don't fucking, you know, steal from people and shit like that. But, I mean, you got one, dude. Yeah. So, so use it up. And, like, I never understood that. It was like, I was a stubborn fucking mule about that. But the second she passed away, I was like, I fucking get it. I, I get it. And I completely, it, it's crystal clear in my brain. So I do think, yeah, I think there are pivotal moments in your life that happen that can, can really change your perspective or really open your mind to things that maybe you weren't necessarily willing to believe or accept before. So I agree with you there. I think that's a good point that you made. Yeah, I mean, it's been more transitional for me. Like, I, y'all, you, you guys knew me three, four years ago. I was a bit more shady. I didn't come around as much as I did now. Especially. Yeah, if you if you had made plans, there was like an eighty five percent chance you wouldn't show up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's been more transitional for me. Just I'm lucky to have gone through nursing and had the experiences that I had that kind of opened my eyes in that way. But it's been. I mean, I still struggle with morality and, and things like that. Like, I judge people sometimes that aren't productive or they, you know, they make questionable choices or they're a textbook stereotypical listen to pop music and monotonous right. songs. Like, I, I cast judgment on them. I don't necessarily mean to. I can catch myself and be like, yeah, you know, backtrack to the walking in their shoes thing. But at the same time, I'm still like, man, it's, it's, it's kind of sad that they're wasting something that could be so there's so much potential to that person right and, and so many people are like that you know there's so many people where it's like well i guess they have a role in society but at the same time it's like look at the potential this person has you know you know like it's it's i guess it's disheartening to me more than anything oh yeah no we there are several people we grew up with that i watch now that, that we knew from high school or, or, or whatnot that you know they were either in ap classes or they were super smart people or they were really good people and they kind of like you know, they've fallen off the wagon or they've kind of gone off the grid in, in one way or another. And a part of you was like, hey, yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? Come on, get your shit together because you had a lot of potential and you're just squandering it. But at the same time, you're like, some people just don't. People deal with shit a lot differently than others. Like, like one thing, uh, there, it's this dumbass fucking picture of a... I remember thinking this, but this is like the perfect way out. Because when I've tried to, to describe to people that pain is relative... I, I didn't really know how to do it, but I saw this dumbass, like, you know, share for like Facebook kind of picture. I'm like, that describes it. And it's a picture of these two wolves. And one is this big ass fucking jacked wolf. And it's got like a million daggers and it's or arrows in its back. And it's like standing tall still. And it's like, I, you know, it hurts, but whatever. And then it's like this little like wolf pup. And it's got one arrow in it. And it's like basically dead on the ground. And it's like, well, pain is relative. What fucking hurts you might be nothing to me. And what slightly, and what makes me feel like complete shit might be absolutely nothing to you. Like, that's but, nothing. And that's how we grow, too, because everyone can go through and take their different experiences at, like, different levels compared to other people. Like, someone could go through, like, if you went through, like, a bad breakup or something or, like, a death, like, in your family or any kind of, like, event, like, it can go over some person. They can take it fairly well, kind of reasonable, and then can go to someone else and it completely destroys them and exactly they never recover from it that's just like the frailty of the human of human it's, brains it's, it's the human it's the human condition and it's it's very subjective 
Yeah, it, it is different in all shapes and forms from everything that has ever happened in your life to lead you to the person that you are now. And <laughs> it, is not same, it is not the same for a single living organism on this planet. And we say it's a condition, but shouldn't we feel privilege really to have that condition to really make these cognitive feelings because that's what makes us different than any other kind of animal on the planet and i feel like a lot of people kind of take that for granted like being able to feel and have free will and think and articulate like our thoughts the way we do is such a blessing to have i feel like it's wasted a lot today that's what that's kind of the points i was making where i'm disheartened when i see kind of feel pity like that people like that and i think I think a big thing for me at least is it's hard because that's such a huge role and responsibility to try and grasp in helping other people, which is why I think it's important to do small gratitudes where you can, especially, you know, like the stupid cheesy, like pay it forward thing, you know, like what kind of ripple effect can that have on someone who may be in a hard point in their life oh yeah what kind of changes can you make with such a small thing and i think it's important to have to be kind like to just have a kind mentality exactly and almost a pity type of mentality i want to i want to build off that that is one i think one of the biggest issues people have with other people they become cynical because they see because this world especially with social media and all the shit that we have now it's easy to see the bad in people it's easy to do. I mean, all you got to do is look it, left and right, and you can find a shitty person. I mean that, but I feel like it disheartens we're all people. Shitty, though. Yeah, yeah, we all do bad things. I think that the most important thing in becoming less cynical and becoming better as a as a society, as a race, as a fucking species, is just being a little more understanding towards each other. That's exactly. it. Not casting these bullshit judgments that we had because of what you grew up with or your you know your your ethnicity or your religion. Just being slightly more understanding from one another. It's like, man, that she's being such a fucking bitch today. It's like, okay, well, why? Is she just doing it because that's how she is? Is she doing it because she had a really bad day? Is she doing it because she got some bad health news? Like, what? what is the reason for her act, like treating me like this? Instead of just immediately jumping to... Fuck what's her. Your, what's or, your fucking problem? Yeah, what's your, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Like, how dare you talk to me like that? Not, like, for a second, like, take a step back, put your ego and your pride aside, and be like, how many what's mornings going have on? you had where, like, you wake up and, like, you try and, like, start getting ready for work, and, like, you go out and, like, your car battery's dead or something, or you get stuck in traffic, oh, yeah. or you spill something on your, like, your shirt whenever you're getting ready for work? Like, the littlest things can make you have, like, such a shitty day. Like, it, it's happened to everybody. And then someone lashes out on you. You can take it personally and say, oh, this person's a fucking asshole. Or you can say, you know what? This person may be having a kind of a bad day. Some things may not be going right for them. I'm just going to take it as it is. Tell them, hope you have a good day. And then yeah, just play well, it off. Exactly. You can go even deeper with that and say, you know, not is it just a bad day, but what, what coping mechanisms has this person developed? What, yeah. How are they thinking in their head? to lead them to behave in certain ways. I do that so much. Just like whenever I'm in public, cause I, I'm not as social as I used to be for sure. Like I get kind of anxious, like going out to like real big, like social places, like bars and things like that. But I find myself like people watching so time, like so much all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So So much all the time. Can we use that? Yeah, we can. (laughs) Why, why use, why use many words when few words do trick? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought, dude I, fucking what, what is that called uh god damn it, it it's from 1984 george orwell shit 
I was quote I was quoting The Office. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but it, it, it's a thing. It's a thing from there. It's called like I don't even know fucking quick speed. I don't. It, it's something dumb, but they, they have a word for it, and they just use as minimalistic words as possible. That's what Maybe. this podcast should turn into. God damn it! Uh, I'm gonna that, look. I'm gonna. That, that's just go ahead. Look right. it up. Well, go, I mean, keep talking. I'm yeah, just, I forgot what I was me. talking about. Bars, anyways. social, oh, yeah. people watching. So I, I, I'm always people watching. Like anytime, like I watch like someone like in public. Like I may just be like sitting at a restaurant or something, but I love like watching like how people interact, like just oh, yeah. with everyday environment. It's so interesting because well, everyone does everything different. That's that's where it's hard especially with the the pity thing and the kindness thing is when you watch yourself like that and i catch myself a lot still casting judgment on people i'm guessing it's some type of primitivity social interaction thing i don't know coping mechanism of mine but i kind of beat myself up sometimes when i'm i'm i gotta stop myself from being so negative you know like i get in like, my own head i'm like judging I, this person like i yeah. get like that a lot too i feel really cynical towards people like that the like people that are my age and just kind of like want everything force fed to them and don't really try and like dig deep into anything and i just just get like that natural feeling like oh i'm smarter than you like i'm more intellectually aware yeah like i'm no, better than I, you type of thing i hate that because i'm like, like the worst kind of feeling but it's my natural feeling towards that person and it's usually like probably true i mean it sounds like kind of an asshole thing to say but i don't i know i hate putting myself on a pedestal because now it's a reverse effect where it's like yeah i'm being kind and 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 full of pity but now i'm basically calling them pieces of shits and i'm up here you're down well, here I, I can't say for certain, but I feel like most people that the good kind of like people that have reached like that higher status in society that are like, like your Bill Gates or like type of people like that. Like once you hit like that kind of level, if you have like that kind of kindness to you, like it humbles you in a way and you don't need to be as rude to people as you are. Cause I feel like a lot of people that are kind of like that is because they have other factors like influencing their self-esteem the uh yeah. the, the term was called new speak and it, it's it's a language created by this party it's a controlled language no, of this restric- is all, this is all in the book 1984 this, yeah this is in the book, oh, i thought it was real no no no, no. it's a controlled language of restric- restricted grammar and limited vocabulary meant to limit the freedom of thought so basically just you reduce words as simple as humanly possible so that way you can't really think too much about shit so right. you don't think that hey this is kind of fucked up you're just like Maybe me, me work, me do things like that's pretty. Maybe that's where our society needs to go. Our our, our world that way we're not misinterpreting and judging. <laughs> Jesus, and... we like just need to cut the Webster's dictionary in half. <laughs> Dude, think about think about how complicated language is now, though. Like like memes. Memes are a prime example. Like. You it, can it, show it, someone a picture, oh, and that communicates it really is, so like, many it, things. It, it's really weird, like how like you comprehend like a meme because you can you can just read it and if you just read it without like trying to think about the subtext that's with it then, like you completely miss like the punchline or something i really i find it a lot whenever like i try and show like my mom or my dad a meme or something like <laughs> that's the funny I'm like, shit I'm like, I'm like hey look at this this is hilarious and they read it and they're like yeah i don't get it i'm like ah it's like yeah. i can't I, I i can't really tell you like how to understand the it. best just way kind of understand it the best way to describe memes are they are just an inside joke that an entire community of people on the internet are on the inside of that's what a is meme it is that, like it, yeah no no but for sure language because well yeah almost in a way but it's almost it's like an inside joke so it's like if 
okay, let's say the people in our friend group, they took a picture of Chandler just fucking, like, super, like, wanked face, or he was, like, hammered or some shit like that, and then he said something dumb. It's like, and then, like, and now anytime you use that picture and you say something dumb underneath it, you just assume it's, like, something that Chandler said. Well, I, mean, I feel like that's a form of communication, because, like, you well, can, yeah. like, well, you can just see, like, or language, because you can just see, like, a picture, and then, like, you know, like, what's what a connection. Well, well like. yeah, but, but that's the thing. So it's, like, now anyone in the friend group who sees just that picture, they know it's immediately, because they, they've been around it, they know immediately it's going to be something stupid. It's like, oh, they're going to say something dumb here. Well, it's the same thing with memes. It's like, okay, so it has a context originally, so people kind of understand, like, what this meme means, and then they run with it, and they change it a million times, but it all has, like, the same base meaning. So if you're not a part of it, and you don't know what it is, you've never seen it before, you don't understand it, because it's an inside joke that a lot of people have caught on to. I mean, I think... Can you say meme mean five times fast? Meme, 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 I think in the most simplest form that you can put that is it's just a way of relating yeah which is like a huge objective of of existing i was gonna say isn't it really weird how like as kind of as far separated like our society kind of is today like politically or any other kind of way like ideally like we're pretty we're pretty separated I'd say, but I don't think so. Well, like, do you mean like divisive in, or I I get what you're saying. Well, I was going to say like how like split we are, but how well, like we can come together as a community over the most popular meme and like everybody (laughs) like is okay with it. And like laughs at like those kind of memes, like as used in like a general way, as as long as it's like, why, why can't we use that with politics? Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, it's weird. Like it's, it's the simplest thing that like everybody like agrees on and we can all come together and like, know like the gaping, like Pikachu face means like, what the fuck? And like (laughs) both, both sides can come together and like cohesively agree that that's what it means. But I mean, if it's not memes, like we can't see eye to eye on anything so else. So I want to, I want to segment that because you mentioned, you mentioned that's what it's like with politics and coming together. Have you guys fucking seen the John Stewart speech? Please no. tell me you guys have seen that. Play it. We are going to watch that shit. Oh my god. Okay, so con- so, so context for this. Yeah, John Stewart. Can, John can Stewart. He, can he play it? Oh no, I'm going to play it, but I'm going to give some context to people who don't. Well, I mean, can he play it live, or are we going to have to pause I, it and watch it? I think we can. I think we can play it. I'll at least play the audio for people okay. because we're not monetized right now. So we're if we get a copyright strike, for it, I don't give a fuck. This this monetized. This yet. is one of the I'm trying to get that cheddar stew. Best <laughs> best speeches I have ever fucking heard. You're being he, sarcastic. No, I swear to God, this is amazing. So I don't know too much about the whole situation in general, but basically. Um, John Stewart has become Is a huge ad- advocate for 9-11 first responders. So 9-11 first responders are now getting cancer from respons- all, all the concrete and oh, just geez. mixture of things that were in the air that day when they responded running into the buildings. A lot of them have gotten cancer from doing that. So John, John Stewart, since I think 2010, has been an advocate for them in order to get the health care that they deserve, quite frankly. for Blue Moon, good beer. Uh, yeah, the, to get the health care the healthcare that they deserve, quite frankly, for doing their fucking jobs and saving people's lives. And basically, I, I don't know too much about how... Congress has kind of, like, ignored them, in a way. They've kind of given them the run around, like... Well, and he explains that a little bit in there, so I won't, I won't go too in-depth. But So he's sitting there in front of this committee, and there's a couple chairs missing. It, it, it apparently looks worse in the video because they, they use a room that's bigger than what they were actually suited for. 
Mm-hmm. But it, his point is still his point's not mute because everyone should be everyone in Congress should be there for that fucking meeting. And he comes out of the fucking out of the gate, pissed the fuck off, and he this scolds Congress. This is the same John Stewart, yeah, Daily Show. Yeah. Okay, Just he sure. scolds Congress. He makes Congress his fucking bitch. He goes in there and and not only he's angry, but he is eloquent. Eloquent as shit. And I though I've watched that video probably four times now, and it's ten minutes long. Beautiful. Everything he said is amazing. Are we watching the whole oh, we're thing? Watching, oh, we're watching this fucking thing, oh, dude. Oh, no. Being, being verbose and eloquent whenever you're making an argument goes so far. Dude, he... Y'all like Jordan Peterson? I love yeah. Jordan Peterson. So, I mean, even people... I, I don't... I, don't, I dislike... Um, the hell's the dude's name that got smacked with a BBC on BBC? Uh, ben Shapiro? I, I don't like him, but... Is that who you're talking about? talk, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I I like him quite a bit just because I don't just like his, his viewpoints. I don't but ag- I like well, him. Well, I don't either. Like, I don't agree with a lot of his personal viewpoints because I I've watched a lot of interviews with him and I don't really agree with like his religious viewpoints on like gay marriage and type of things. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> but uh, but he has like the reason to say like this is my personal belief. I don't think gay marriage is right. This is Ben Shapiro, not me. And this is a sub quote but he says like i don't agree with gay marriage as my personal belief but as a society we should allow it because the government shouldn't infringe on this type of See, belief. I respect like, that. okay yeah, yeah i respect cool that. that okay so let's let's go in and watch this so for those of you who don't want to listen to this this speech though i i highly fucking recommend you listen to this speech um just jump ahead about 10 minutes uh as i sit here today i can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders, and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one. It's shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves for those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. We don't want to be here. Lou doesn't want to be here. None of these people want to be here, but they are, and they're not here for themselves. They're here to continue fighting for what's right. Lou's going to go back for his 69th chemo. The great Ray Pfeiffer would come down here, his body riddled with cancer and pain, where he couldn't walk, and the disrespect shown to him and to the other lobbyists on this bill is utterly unacceptable. You know, I used to get, I would would be so angry at the latest injustice that's done to these men and women. And, uh, you know, another business card thrown our way uh, as a way of of shooing us away. Like children, trick-or-treating rather than the heroes that they are and will always be. 
Ray would say, calm down, Johnny, calm down. I got all the cards I need. And he would tap his pocket. Where he kept the prayer cards. 343 firefighters. The official FDNY response time to 9-11 was five seconds. Five seconds. That's how long it took for FDNY, for NYPD, for Port Authority, for EMS, to respond to an urgent need from the public. Five seconds. Hundreds died in an instant. Thousands more poured in to continue to fight for their brothers and sisters. The breathing problem started almost immediately, and they were told they weren't sick, they were crazy. And then, as the illnesses got worse and things became more apparent, well, okay, you're sick, but it's not from the pile. And then, when the science became irrefutable, okay, it's the pile. But this is a New York issue. I don't know if we have the money. And I'm sorry if I sound angry and undiplomatic, but I'm angry, and you should be too, and they're all angry as well, and they have every justification to be that way. There is not a person here, there is not an empty chair on that stage that didn't tweet out, never forget the heroes of 9-11, never forget their bravery, never forget what they did, what they gave to this country. Well, here they are. And where are they? And it would be one thing if their callous indifference and rank hypocrisy were benign, but it's not. Your indifference costs these men and women their most valuable commodity, time. It's the one thing they're running out of. This should be flipped. This hearing should be flipped. These men and women should be up on that stage and Congress should be down here answering their questions as to why this is so damn hard and takes so damn long. And why no matter what they get, something's always pulled back and they gotta come back. Mr. Johnson, you, you, you made a point earlier, and it was one that we have heard over and over again in these halls, and I, I, I couldn't help but to answer to it, which was, you said, look, you know, you guys are obviously heroes, and 9-11 was a big deal, but, you know, we have a lot of stuff here to do, and, uh, you know, we got to make sure there's money for a variety of uh, uh, disasters, hurricanes, and tornadoes, but this wasn't a hurricane, and this wasn't a tornado, and by the way, that's your job anyway. 
We can't fund these programs, you can. Setting aside that no American in this country should face financial ruin because of uh, a health issue, certainly 9-11 first responders shouldn't have to decide whether to live or to have a place to live. And the idea that you can only give them five more years of the VCF because you're not quite sure what's going to happen five years from now, well, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen five years from now. More of these men and women are going to get sick and they are going to die. And I am awfully tired of hearing that it's a 9-11 New York issue. Al-Qaeda didn't shout death to Tribeca. They attacked America and these men and women and their response to it is what brought our country back. It's what gave a reeling nation a solid foundation to stand back upon, to remind us of why this country is great, of why this country is worth fighting for, and you are ignoring them. And you can end it tomorrow. Why this bill isn't unanimous consent and a standalone issue is beyond my comprehension. And I have yet to hear a reasonable explanation for why. It'll get stuck in some transportation bill or some appropriations bill and get sent over to the Senate where a certain someone from the Senate will use it as a political football to get themselves maybe another new import tax on petroleum. Because that's what happened to us in 2015. And we won't allow it to happen again. Thank God for people like John Feel. Thank God for people like Ray Pfeiffer. Thank God for all of these people who will not let it happen. They responded in five seconds. They did their jobs with courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. Thank you. All right, so for those who watched the entire thing, uh, you'll notice a little cut there. Uh, for those who did not, welcome back, and we're gonna stop, we're gonna talk a little bit about that video. Um, so what the what did you guys think about it? It, I think, my first thought is besides it just being really compelling, and he's very emotional, and he was really good about the way he presented it. It's just kind of weird seeing someone that's normally in like a more lighthearted, like kind of right taking like the sarcastic approach like being 100% dead serious but that also just shows like how serious of an issue it is I think that's a lot of things too that like just kind of goes like unnoticed like when people think about 9-11 like there's like yeah never forget 9-11 but we do kind of forget like the ramifications of it that still happened today it's still ongoing 18 yeah. years later dude i don't mean to detract from the stance i was making earlier but how did he become affiliated with this i don't think i don't think there's really an answer for because i looked it up and 
I'm, I'm not sure, but I just know it started in 2010 when he, he started advocating for them because he's a long time he's a long time New Yorker himself. So I, f- I feel like he, he has a lot of pride. Right. Uh, of course, I can't speak for him, but he has a lot of pride with the city in general, and a lot of New Yorkers do. But I, I don't know if they came to him. I don't know if he somehow got included, but I know he got included about it started back in 2010. And they've been going through this kind of fucking cat and mouse game with Congress. And then, like you mentioned there, in 2015, they um, something happened with as far as political footballing back and forth of like, oh, yeah, we'll give it you what you want. But, you know, I might use this to also get what I want kind of bullshit. And then I believe what was happening with this was um, they had had some kind of uh, some kind of bill passed where it gives them funding for a couple of years. But it runs out this year or it runs out relatively soon. And, uh, so they're basically in there cause they don't know if they're going to cut it or not. And they're basically in there saying like, extend this shit. What, what are you doing? And they're, they're kind of, their argument previous to this was, well, we don't know if we're going to have the money. We don't know what's going to happen in five years. Kind of, kind of thing. Like, ah, we'll see. It's kind of a New York issue. And he went in there and he guns fucking blazing. Just, you know, rec- like I said, reprimanded Congress and the next day, they passed it. Oh, my oh, they did. God. They yeah. That's be- awesome. His speech was powerful. Like it, That's it, awesome. it lit social media up. I I found it first of all places on fucking Twitter, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? I guess I'll watch it. And and I could not turn away from my phone. I was sitting there, mouth agape, just listening to him. And I'm like. I have to watch that, that again. I watched it like three fucking times. It was amazing. That's awesome because I was about to say like how horrible of a feeling can it be that like you've decided to work in like a public service like providing for your community and your country like whether it be like law enforcement, EMT or like firefighter, like anything like that. Like you've made the conscious decision that that's what you want to do to give right. back. And then in more than likely your lifetime's like your biggest like nationwide tragedy and you give everything that you have and you pay almost the ultimate price to where you're just falling like gravely ill from like doing that and putting like your whole self on the line and then your country that you gave up like whatever illness you got you gave that up for to give up for this country and they're not gonna pay you back right so that's that's awesome to hear that they got the bill passed but it's oh yeah so it's so disheartening to think about do you guys know what the va is well, yeah, I the know. Veterans Affairs. Or... They have it's so same p- or the same issues it's with so things p- like oh, yeah, poorly yeah. managed. It's an absolutely terrible system. I had clinicals there a couple of times. Actually, I, I think I was there for. I want to say I was there s- five or six times, six or seven times, something like that, and just hearing the the vet the veterans talk about how difficult it is to go to different appointments and get consults and get you know the benefits you need you know to get proper health care it's it's like it's 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 like nearly impossible for them even though they have this this supposedly huge support system and governmentally funded you know, place. That's sad. It's just incredibly yeah. difficult to navigate. Oh shit! I hate to detract here, but we we have a special guest right now. Our good buddy Michael, who you will see on podcast number three, just walked in the fucking door. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, brothers? What's going on, Michael? Michael, come say come say something into the mic for our guest right here. Let's uh, let's hear what you got to say right now. 
right there. Just, just say something in it. Just fucking, just introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, I'm Michael. I like physics. And the coolest thing that you should be talking about right now is how the Event Horizon Telescope detected the or created the first picture of a black hole. Okay. That's Wrong. Because the coolest thing right now is John Michael. fucking Stewart being a hard ass on okay, that's Congress. Michael. That's the coolest thing. But that is the second coolest thing. Get, get a little bit closer to the mic and say something a bit more sensual. Because your voice is golden. Will you give us some ASMR right now? Give us one little hint of ASMR. Do talk radio. Hey, this is Kid Craddock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm here to talk to you about the traffic on the way to Dallas. There's been a fatal car accident. <laughs> That's so <laughs> sensual. <laughs> well, I'm turned on now. Thank All right, you. well, thank you, my, Michael. We my, will. Um, my basement is flooded. The Michael. longest we're going to is 11:30. It's so. I mean, that's just 30 more minutes. So you, you and Sarah can just kind of chill out, and whenever we're done, we'll fucking we'll hang out. We'll have some drinks. We'll have a good time. Good, so yeah, that is Michael. He's a really good friend of mine. He will be on the next podcast with Sweet another Pete. great friend of mine, uh, Mark. I don't know if he wants me to use his last name or not. So I'm just gonna say Mark. Uh, yeah, so tune in for that. They are both dudes who are super interested in uh, science in all aspects of the natural world. Um, love to hear what they're going to comment on. But right now, this podcast is the only one that fucking matters, so let's get back into it. Damn straight. Where where were we? Who was talking last? Was it was it was me? We were talking about, vet- you were talking about veterans affairs. Yeah, we were talking about the VA. Yeah, yeah. we know someone who was in the system, and I talked to him personally, which it was nothing I already knew, but, I mean, he griped from griped to me for an hour you know if not more about how hard it was and you know the certain disabilities that that veterans have and veterans get but the point is without rambling about you know the va is americans are like you know oh i'm proud to be an american you know support the vets this and that and then we get this you know yeah. right it's and, like the, it's it's like the things that people are most prideful about and it's what we really like put a lot of our stock and patriotism into is what's cared about the least really exactly yeah well like like he said one of the things that was a super a super good point is he was like there's not an empty chair in this room that didn't tweet out never forget and yet they're not fucking here right now and right i feel like that harkens back to like what i said where it's like people are always like oh never forget but yeah. people do forget yeah exactly and, and all kinds of like i said one thing because I, I did a little bit of reading into this because i was like holy shit this is fucking this is heavy about, stuff about just this situation this, this in general situation. yeah okay. just kind of a little bit i could read on some articles in the morning at work and um so apparently it's not actually as bad as it looks right there so when you see that video it looks like there's a fucking just an empty congress well, apparently, I think only from one article that I read, I read two different, and they said conflicting things. One said that nearly half was gone, but the other said that a, a, one of them spoke later, and it's a 14-person uh, committee, and only two were missing. Um, so it's not quite as bad as it looks. However, like, like I said earlier before I started the video, his point's not mute because the fact that you have people who are coming down there who are literally sick and dying, they have cancer, and, and are basically it, fought for people's lives in the fucking destruction and downfall of 9-11 uh, coming there and showing up sick and in pain and you have people missing from that hearing like the hearing that determines if they're going to have health care or, or not and the fact that they're missing that's a huge insult so I, I, I mean whether, whether or not it's two people or half of the people in there I agree with John everything that John Stewart said those motherfuckers should have been in that room that, that's what's like concerning me is like why, why is John Stewart there why is he making it such a big point of people missing and it's only could, two you know like 
I just feel like there's I, something I, I, deeper. I thought that too. Like he could just be like using that as like a way to like blow it up to like make it like bigger than what it should be, which would be justifiable if it was any other kind of like situation really where like it wasn't as big of a deal but i think that the dramatic effects worked well and it's a justifiable yeah, i, I, it I think it, i think yeah, it's one I, of those I, things I, that the ends justify the means yeah I, I think it's one of those things that either way he i feel like he was genuinely emotional in there i don't think there's really any doubt about that i mean i know right. he's i know he's kind of an actor but i felt real emotion there so i'm gonna i'm gonna go on the on the uh, yeah, I'm the, whatever. A presupposition. I don't even know. Is that the right word? You, whatever. You the, 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 <laughs> stroke. We're the having a stroke on air. Yeah, so I'm going to go off that, that it was real, but I, I feel like he, because A, he's passionate about it in general, him being from New York. Um, I feel like most celebrities just kind of, like, they have, like, their one thing that, like, they kind of get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To. Like, Steve, Steve Buscemi, he... He's Is a, it Buscemi or Buscemi? I say Buscemi. Um, or Bus- yeah, Busimi. No, Busimi. Yeah, I say Busimi. He was, you know, he's from New York, and he he used to be a firefighter. And when nine eleven happened, he secretly went and helped out in the effort. He just went and was like, he just picked up his shit like he was a regular firefighter, and he he was helping people out in the pretty much in the aftermath of nine eleven. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but I feel like, but why uh, doesn't that man have an Oscar yet? That's I, another. He's thing. a damn good actor. But he, but the thing is, is that sometimes. And, like, Ashton Kutcher has become a huge advocate for, like, sex trafficking and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's our dumbass friends uh, cackling in the background. Must be a good Mario Party game. Yeah, I hope so. Better be fucking worth it for ruining our audio. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think it's funny. Uh, if Can they hear, like, the video, like, the people watching whenever you edit this down, would they be able to hear the video? Like, what do you mean? Sp- like when you played it, will they be able to like, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny if you can just go back to the video and just listen for like the breaks of silence and you just hear the subtle laughter and cackling in the oh, background. It's not even subtle at that while, point. It's quiet. I didn't hear while, it that much. While I... John Stewart's talking about nine, nine, nine 11 survivors. <laughs> and then you just hear cackling in the background. Yeah, it's it's fucking... just funny to go back what? and look at it's, 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 it's not funny, but it's kind of, it, it's whatever, but it's okay um, the the point is, is I feel like some of these celebrities, like like I said, Ashton Kutcher has become a pretty huge uh, advocate for uh, I think sex tra- sex trafficking, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, some of these celebrities will use their status in in good means. Um, so like that, like that John, goes both ways. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it can go bad. However, I do feel like there are people who are genuine about it, like John Stewart in yeah, this in this I, situation. I, that, that where whereas he is bringing because <laughs> he has this celebrity status, and he is the person that everyone knows who fucking John Stewart is. Because he has that kind of icon status, he can bring attention to things that people might have otherwise ignored. Like, for instance, this whole thing would not have passed had it not been for Jon Stewart delivering that powerful speech and him being Jon Stewart. I'll piggyback on something after you're done with that. Yeah, that that was basically the point that I was making, is that the fact that he, he A, made a beautiful speech, it was amazing, but also he is Jon Stewart. Like you have the previous host of The Daily Show who, like you said, was somebody who was primarily comedic and sarcastic, getting serious and emotional and getting in there and being like, people know who I am and I'm about to deliver some fucking shit to Congress right now and people are going to listen because I'm Jon fucking Stewart. So he has that element of what he's doing will actually have an impact. And I think it's I think it's actually kind of important that some some of these groups have people like that who are on their side because, like I said, it, it brings attention to issues that otherwise may have been ignored 
or would have never people would have never paid any mind to him because they just didn't know or quite frankly didn't care. But people are going to care about this because John Stewart is a part of it. So people who maybe didn't know it before, they're going to see John Stewart's name on it. And the people who are just a fan of John Stewart are now going to tune into this video. And anyone who watches it is now going to be like, holy shit, this is an issue. And I had no idea about this until John Stewart and, said something. And if I can jump in there just right to ahead. kind of play devil's advocate a bit, like that can go both ways too. Where it's awesome, it's awesome in the way that he did it and he used his celebrity status and his ability his platform to reach a wide audience and he used it in a great way to bring attention to a cause that needed attention and it got its attention and that's right. awesome but i think that there's a lot of celebrities too that use their absolutely they use their position to be able to push their personal ideals which would be agreeable to some maybe not for everybody but they use their status in society to push it to make it seem that this is the way it needs to be and it could be something that's really personal and just more subjective like you can agree or disagree but they use how they're viewed to push it as the way that that's how society should i do it. i do agree um i think the most recent example of that would be uh brie larson i don't uh, i don't, don't know get, i don't, don't know, get me started i don't know too much about i have no idea i've never seen any of the things that she said so technically i'm a little biased here but I'll, i'm willing to admit that i haven't seen really anything she said i've just watched some videos of interviews with her and other people from like the Avengers cast. And one mm -hmm. of the things that they, they asked her, um, in an interview with Jeremy Renner, the guy that plays Hawkeye. I, I, I think I've seen the same interview. Yeah. Probably. So, so one, one of the things that they asked her was basically, um, well, yeah, do you, I, do you view being a celebrity as this kind of mantle that you have to uphold or, or, or whatever? And she was like, she's like, yeah, you know, the, the fact that I'm, I'm famous, I now have to use that for good. And I mm. have to, I have to advocate for things that are basically just saying like, yeah, now that I'm a celebrity, I have this responsibility. Then they asked Jeremy Renner and he's like, I'm just a guy. Like, I don't have any responsibility to anyone else. I'm yeah. just an actor. I don't, I'm not, I'm not this dude who's funny. on a platform. If, if you, and if you watch that interview too, you can watch his body language and like whenever she's like, oh, uh, she's like, he, he's literally I, like, yeah, he's like, just kind of like, just like kind of shuddering. He's just like, oh, like the shaking whole, his head. He, like he's, the whole time he's trying like not to say something is what he's doing. He's yeah. like shaking. And like, I'm not a fucking psycho. I don't know, but. That's just what I got from watching it the video. It appears that he looked uncomfortable with the way that she was putting herself forward. Yeah, and, and I think that's the most prime example of it. And I don't know, I don't know too about too much about what she said, but you, you seem to have a disdain for her. Do you know anything that she's said? I, I mean, nothing like more in particular, but it's just like just very generic, like run of the mill, very far left wing like ideals where it, it just kind of goes. For those who don't know, I, everyone on here, I would, I would claim is an independent. We don't really have a political affiliation of one degree or another. Actually, I don't know about you Chandler. Do you, what are you? Uh, I, I, I mean, we could get into it, but I would, if I had to say, I'd, I guess I'd be more right leaning, but I have a lot of left ideas. That hey, I agree and, with and you too. know what, for those listening who have a problem with that, fuck you. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong politics, with politics. Fuck. <laughs> fucking um, people have their own opinions and it's, it's not an issue. You should listen to both sides. You should hear their arguments. Don't fucking just silence them because they have one leaning or another. Listen to everyone. But I'd say I am, I'm an independent. I can agree with both sides on many things. And Dub, what, what do you think? What are you? I'm not educated enough to have a stance, but well, that's I'm really definitely that, more that's really good to admit too, because I think that a lot of people, and this is going to get off from we're going to jump we're into at. identity politics if we yeah. fucking start going on that. Yeah. yeah, we're about to, but I think that a lot of people don't have the courage or the being able to accept the humility of being able to say, "I don't know enough about politics to have 
a good opinion so i'm kind of indifferent and they'll just follow along like yeah trump train or oh we need to get the orange man out my of my dad White says House this so this thing. is what i agree with I yeah i mean i don't even think that i don't think it unless you're affiliated with actual congress or you know you're you're voting and like purposefully educating yourself on all these aspects that politics you know invites to you that Oh, I lost my train of thought. I don't remember. What did I start with? <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes, Dude, we're the ones who've been drinking, man. <laughs> so, I'm just tired. So, sometimes I start to finish and I don't know where it's going to end. Yeah, some, some, that happened, that's happened to me a couple times. Um, it did to me earlier and I tried to play it off really cool. I don't well, remember. You must have done it pretty well. What, what it, was my starting point Then I'll remember? Um, we were talking about being... Uh, he, he, said he said, it, "You said if you if you're not a, like a member of Congress, you shouldn't so and so." Yeah, something. well, yeah, I think like like you said, it's just like, a, ooh, I'm 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 with this culture, like I'm I'm a part of this, I'm a part of that. It's, but you don't have a, you really don't have a a right to you know have a say in any of that and be like, yeah, I am this or I am that. And if you're not doing it, yeah, with education, so, so looping voice. looping this it's, back around, I don't want to I don't want to dive too far into this without finishing the first point. So looping this back around, you know, you, we have different different political affiliations. We're not fucking we're not shitting on Brie Larson for being left winging or anything like that. We were just saying that she's a modern example of just using her political status for advocating for things that maybe aren't necessary or are very um, agenda-driven. So back to that. Um, if you're going to be Captain Marvel, be Captain Marvel. If you want to be a proactivist in the social justice field, do that when you're not doing your job as being an actor. You can do, You can use both, but... If you're there to portray a role in a film, do that and give that your attention. And right. then when you're not portraying that role, use your celebrity status to push whatever idea you want because you can. Just, I think that's just a very be valid. you. I think it's that's a, a yeah. I, I think that's a very valid point because like that, like John Stewart wasn't there doing an interview for the Daily Show or whatever, and it's he like, was hey, nine eleven by the way. He was there as John Stewart, a concerned American citizen. Citizen. Exactly. That's yeah. That's exactly right. I I agree with that one hundred percent. If you're being an actor, be an actor, and then if you want to do that other shit in your in your other time, do that. Because when people tune into the IMDb interviews, they're not watching you because they want to hear about exactly. Yeah. And and this can segue into something that we talked about before the podcast that I kind of want to talk about. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I just watched like a Netflix series recently. The uh, oh shit, yeah. Uh, when they see us on Netflix, and it was pretty good. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to coming up. I think it's uh, what is it, June twenty first or twenty. I haven't seen the date. You were the person who informed me. I think I think it's June twenty first. Uh, we can probably look it up real quick. But I'm gonna look it up. The Netflix original series Dark season two is coming out in like a week or so. If you haven't watched it, it's a damn good show. This Dark? if you are so I'm so let me let me tell you a little bit about. Uh, Dark. So Dark is it's an original series on Netflix. I'm trying to find the release date. Yeah, that's what I'm about to do. It's an original series on Netflix, and it was originally in in German. So so that immediately, as soon as you say that, people are going to be turned off by this. But I'm telling you, it, watch it with the English dub if you're not comfortable with watching something that's not in your native language. Watch it with the English dub. This is. One of the best, or if not the best, time travel um, dramas dramas that I have I have ever seen in my life. This 
does this in such a unique and I would say logical and, and as realistic as you can get time travel as humanly possible. This show does a fucking great job of of um, doing a narrative of paradoxes. It is just it is fantastic. It's lot, one of the, is there it's a lot of deep character arc? Yes, this show. It's a good mind fuck show. This show is in depth like as shit. Black Mirror style. Like not kind of give not, you existentialism question in your no, 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 no not no. not as quite. I mean, it does have structured a a plot line and a story. There's. Well, a, I'm saying it's not like I'm not saying episode by episode, but in terms of in terms of the the vibe you get or the emotions that are supposed to be provoked. I think there's definitely some there's some, elements there's some yeah, I was about to say of, there's some like, elements determinism of and shit like that. Like how much free will do you actually have? Kind of but aspect. It's, it's more kind of just basic like time travel like plot points where it's oh do we like change the things in the past how it alters the future like type of thing but it does it very very well but anyways so yeah yeah so it it jumps between three main time points it's been about a year it's been over a year actually it's been almost like a year and a half since i've seen the show but it, it jumps through three major time points there is one in 1986 there is one in 2019, and there is one in, uh, is it like the 50s? It's on like a 29-year cycle, isn't it? I, I don't remember what the year is, but it's some kind of cyclical cycle. like Yeah. That. It's not like Memento, is it, where it's like, oh, shit, uh, I got to uh, watch this backwards and in the middle. And- have you seen uh, Memento? No. I tried to see it. <laughs> oh, Memento's great. I love Memento. Let's Shout see. out Christopher Nolan. That is Let's a see. Let's gem. See. What it was 2019? Minus 19. I don't want to get too far off track either, but we could talk about this show for a while. But Dark Season 2 is coming out in about a week and a half. Ah. If you haven't watched the first season, now's a good time to get... Well, actually, whenever you're watching this, it it might be out by now. I don't know. 1953 is the third one. Uh, Yeah, so so Dark is is an amazing time travel show. Don't be a bitch. Put on the English dub and watch it. It is amazing. Pay close attention. If you're someone who can't handle attention to detail, don't don't bother watching the show. You're gonna be bored. Go it's watch th- reality. TV. But yeah, yeah, go back and watch reality. TV. Go watch Doctor Pimple Popper. But this deep show, intellectuals watch dark. It's watch a good deep. Doctor Phil, mind fuck you all day on television. But anyways, to get back to what I was talking to originally, I watched uh, this Netflix original. It's a mini series. When they see us, it's about the. Uh, Central Park Five, which I don't know if y'all are familiar with the case. I talked to Trevor about it, but it's this group of uh, five young black teenagers, like age, age like 14 to 16, that got picked up for walking around like Central Park at night, and some woman was beaten and raped, and they got arrested for it, and it just like shows like their life like going through the trial, and they got wrongly convicted of it. It's the general idea of it. Spoilers, I guess, but it, it's already happened. But uh, based off of true events, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't spoil something that happened in real life. Like this is this is so access I, I, to the public. I, I, I mean, I, I I say that just because I know someone could like watch it and be like, oh, I haven't watched that yet, and they just, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, well, they it, it's true it's crime, dude. Come on, this is uh, you know what's happening the second you watch it. I, Anyways, keep I going. gotta give them a spoiler warning. But what bugged me, and I don't usually like turn things off that often whenever i'm watching it unless it's just really bad and i want to vouch for chandler because chandler and i are what is known as cinephiles we fucking love anything tv anything movie Wait, we are so you mean bad as in like you couldn't handle it or bad as in like it wasn't a good watch so i'll, I'll let him get to that yeah. but um but but yeah just to preference this chandler 
fucking loves film and TV, and so do I. Like, we, I, for us to walk out of a movie, it's got to be the most dog shit thing for it to happen. Like, we love f- uh, TV and film. So, so for him to turn something off, that means something. So go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I watched the first episode, and it was it was good. It's compelling. It sets up the story and the characters very well. And then in the second part, it gets to after they've been arrested, and it starts getting into where, and it shows, like, the actual footage of when it happened in 1989. It shows an interview with Trump, and he's, like, saying, like, this is the reason why we need to bring the death penalty back, like, type of thing. And then it just uses that one, like, snippet, which probably, like, didn't garner, like, any attention, like, back in the day. Like, maybe a little bit. And then it just kind of goes unnoticed because Donald Trump is just a philanthropist then, just being a rich millionaire. Yeah. But they use this, like, in the show to, like, as, like, not a plot point, but it's just, like, a stab. Just, like, a quick stab. And they use it, like, there's a scene where one of the moms, like, found out, they're like, a reporter's like, what do you think of Donald Trump calling for the death penalty of your son? And she's like, oh, my baby! Like, makes it, like, really emotional. Like, it's compelling in the way they shot it. But there's so much, like, over, like, I'd say, like, probably, like, four and a half to, like, five hours of, like, runtime for the whole show. Like, there was a good, like, 15 minutes just, like, dogging on this Trump thing. And it's just, like, one snippet of it. And it's just, like... Everything is great about the show. I loved it. I thought it was really good. But, like, every time, like, they just brought up politics for no reason just to, like, make stabs at Trump, which is good because he's an asshole and he's a dickhead and you could make poke fun at him when you want. But if you're making a TV show or a drama or a movie or something, like, have that idea to make a good TV show and not interject politics into it as you deem fit. It's so annoying. Was Jordan Peele a writer? No, he wasn't. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen enough of his stuff to really be able to comment on Jordan Peterson's writing style. I know Get Out is good. I haven't seen that. Jordan Peele. Yeah, did I say it, Peterson? No, Jordan Peterson wrote Get Out. Yeah, Jordan. Well, yeah, yeah hey, yeah, guys. Fun. Jordan Peterson wrote Get Out. <laughs> like, go, you, go you watch would, you, that. You shit. would just see the guy like be strapped to the chair and be like, "What kind of tea was I drinking? What was she thinking?" Whenever S- she subtitles made the tea? in Canadian that, the whole is, time. Is that a higher article thing? Well, lobsters do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peele, God damn it! Uh, speaking of mini miniseries, dude, it's I like all these miniseries, like historical miniseries, getting pumped out. Did you did y'all watch Chernobyl? No, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it I'm yet. Going, I'm going. Oh to. my god, dude! If you do you like horror films, that. like the I love them. Yeah, absolutely. Could, I'm a big dude, big horror film dude. Such, I could do a whole podcast on the, horror films. The soundtrack. We'll save that for Harrison. Shout out to Harrison. The soundtrack and the vibe and the acting it just it's portrayed like a horror film like this that's good like almost like a um what was the movie with the big ass cloverfield okay it's almost like a cloverfield is it, type is like, it shot like found footage no 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 okay it's it's a retro style it's HBO, it's an hbo series right? i mean it's clear film but it's got like some filter to it to where it's yeah it's hbo definitely fucking watch dude it's okay. badass and I've, I've heard some good things about it so far so i'm, I'm, down, I'm definitely I, down to watch i it. have like 30 minutes left to watch because i'll probably go home and finish it I've, but i just watch it at night like i thought about night. getting into that because i need a good yeah. series dude it's too. fun if you and it, did you ever have you ever looked into any of the chernobyl stuff mm, i mean i, I just i just know about it yeah that's I how i went in on it i didn't know the, the deepest i've gone is when i was on a sniper mission with soap or whoever oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go Pripyat. yeah Pripyat, that's the name of the city that they evacuated did you know what? that in chernobyl there is this thing called the elephant's foot have you heard of that 
if you watch the show, you'll know how that became to be made. Really? Okay, see, I don't know much about it, but the only thing I know, I watched this video about it. It's on uh, kind of like one of those infographic type shows. I can't even remember. On YouTube, it's like a channel. But basically, this thing is so unbelievably radioactive that, I mean, being within a certain distance of it would almost kill you immediately. And there's a picture of a dude standing by it. And it's just this, like this big mass of shit what is that it? just it's like the, it, it's in this room in this basement i think in the reactor so uh that what, melted what, down what is it called again the, the elephant's, elephant's foot. foot the elephant's it, foot it's in is this it just re- a mound of like radioactive glob yeah, so yeah, in, a, in a sense yes so i don't want to spoil anything so it's like when you're on fallout and like you find like the radiation barrels and like you walk up next to it and you get like 50 rads per second it's one of yes. those things okay it, but i'm with you but now. come but you're come to life <laughs> but come to life and it's like this thing and from what i understand it's like this big mound it, it's in pretty much i think it's in the same is it in the same tower that the the fallout happened from the radio the it's tower this that collapsed? huge facility it's only one core yeah. that ruptured but yes it's yeah but it's in that so it's in the basement and so there's this there's this iconic picture of this dude standing by it and someone took a picture of him no it, he he took the picture of it uh sorry i don't mean to overstep you but okay. just watch the show and browse reddit and there's people posting threads they're reposting this picture all over the place but basically uh the radiation is med- measured in like rotgens, rotgens, R O E N T G E N. We're just going to say rads for the sake of this podcast. There you go. Okay. So it's measured <laughs> in rads. Sense. Yeah, we're going to say rads. And they use, you know, the clicking noise, right? Yeah, that's a dosimeter. That's exactly what happens in Fallout when you get close to something. 200 And you just inject like some radix and you can walk up right next to it, right? Yep. Exactly. That's how he took the picture. I mean, it makes sense. So 200 rotgens, which is like. I think 5,000 bananas or something ridiculous is enough to what? give you cancer. 5,000 bananas? Potassium is a radioactive. Okay. What I was about to say, fuck? I was about I didn't to say, know that. I was about to say, is like, is like 5,000 bananas like right. a, and like I'm a sure correct Michael, like unit Michael's, of measurement? That's insane. They do measure. I it's sometimes measured in fruits. They'll measure I've never, in fruits. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Michael's probably cackling over there. Yeah, he's over there. He's like, these fucking puds. They don't know how the world works. Uh, so, anyways, you can measure it in bananas. The the radiation, basically. I wish you, could, I wish you guys could so see. So I think that is the that that's the craziest thing to I me. Like that. I yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's that's really cool. Um, I'm glad I learned that today. Thank you, Dub. You're welcome. So I think 200 rontgen is like enough to give you cancer in five to ten years. Uh, the room that the elephants foot in, I think, was like. 15,000 or 16,000 no it, it's like it's some ridiculous it's like 20,000 rock yeah, I, it's I like think it's been, it's been labeled as the most dangerous room on planet earth yeah yeah, like you're dead within a minute to two minutes. Yeah, with so that's exactly why the picture thing was so. I, I haven't watched the series, so there might be more information than I than I'm aware of. I just know from this video that I watched it's about only like it. five the, episodes. The same guy. Saying. It's it's five one hour episodes. It's so good, dude. You have to watch. I'm gonna have to watch it then. But basically, I think the guy ha- was involved with all these scientists and stuff. He might have worked on the plant. He's like, no, I'm going to take a picture of this core that leaked. You know. I'm pretty sure he was involved, and they were like, "No, don't go down there. You're gonna die. This and that." I don't want to spoil the show, but damn, everything they did to yeah, correct this it. core is so badass. Yeah. But I, anyways, I, I, the whole the the picture. You pull up the picture. Okay, yeah, I will definitely pull up the picture. You can do that, but you, I, I also kind of want to. You can finish what you were saying, but I also don't want to get sidetracked on when I brought up like the interjection of like politics, like into like modern TV shows <laughs> yeah, too, we, because. That really is concerning to me, being like, as Trevor said, like, me and him are, like, 
self-considered cinephiles, and I really, really uh, enjoy watching go good quality yeah, movies and Why TV shows. El Topo. Uh, that's a good one. Alejandro Jodorowsky that's it right is there to the right. A great one right? that yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah a, this is They it. colored it, but and it's it's inverted. But all all of the weird funky I can't stuff. Can't really tell what I'm looking at. Going You're looking on. at a mound of just like radioactive material. You're looking at some construction worker and some weird fucking flicker that the camera managed to catch. The, he the, looks like he's like. It looks like he died in Mario Party, oh, and he's or like in Mario, and he's just like floating up or something. Well, the radiation is so powerful that it, it looks instantly like an messes with the film the picture, when they that capture yeah. it. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. So this like shit it's right messing here. With the light so this beams. whole room that you're looking at right now, um, for those who are watching, most dangerous room on planet Earth. This is, is that, this room will is kill that the you. Picture? That's like, the picture. Yeah, this it's is, a, this is I the think actual it picture. might be a different one than what I know. So this Look, is the dude, thing. I mean, the, the guy's like it shows his body right there and his helmet yeah, sitting see, right I there. Think, that's think, his. That's his soul leaving his body. Look, I think dude, someone, he's already vacating. <laughs> I think this that they edited this person to there because you can't. You couldn't stand that close to. Zach's walking in front of the camera. Boom. Walk. All right, there we go. He flips this off. You couldn't stand that close to that thing and live for that amount of time it looks like he's shoveling something. so that that's one of the things that is a mystery about it is they're like who the fuck is this worker how is he not dead just how, being there right he's now he's taking the picture and how did yeah there's a whole lot of the weird... film get processed and, and, and maybe some of the maybe some of the series explain some of that a little bit better but like i said from just the small thing that i've seen this picture itself is a mystery and it's fucking weird and the fact that it's even taken and these two people in the room taking these pictures and being a part of it aren't fucking dead immediately is like another See, sort of a miracle the, the chernobyl kind of relates to your politics interjecting because it doesn't push any agenda but the real horror of the story when you watch it is just how the russian government handled well, well, that's fine too. Like, because if that's like how it happened, it's and, how it happened. Because like in the show that like I watch when they see is like it shows a lot of like corruption and then like the policing field, which is overwhelmingly abundant. And I hate when it gets overshadowed as by how many good cops there are too. But I don't want to get into that. But if that's the way like it actually happened, then that's fine. But when you're forcibly like putting like an agenda into something where it doesn't fit. Like, just apart from it being just really lazy, it just breaks up, like, the pacing yeah. of your story and everything. Right. It yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's just... It, I, I don't know why people do it. Like, if, if they have, like, a good... Like, if they have good, solid work, and they've had that throughout the course of, like, their whole film or TV show or whatever, is the directing, and then they just put this in there, like, it... It just grinds my gears. Well, it's, it's jarring. The, the, the thing about it is... If you're gonna do something like that, but the whole point is to make it subtle, you yeah. don't. Yeah. If if that is if that is something you legitimately believe, you believe that Trump has this huge impact on, on whatever, either today or back in the day, then it's but, it's important to do that in a way that's not going to that you can make that implication, but it also that, won't alienate the whole other half of your audience who are watching. Well, that it. also kind of calls back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like how everyone wants things like spoon fed, so like right. someone can like watch it now and then like. If they didn't like, because if they would have had it where like it just showed like the snippet of them like calling for like the death penalty of these kids or whatever like in like real time like back in the day, and it showed that that would have been like subtle enough. We would have caught the undertone. Like, right. You don't like. We could have agreed cool. or disagreed with but it. They're just like yeah. He's calling for the death penalty of these kids. Oh, it's all against him. Can you beat the courtroom and can you beat Trump? It's like I I mean you're not beating Trump. You're just beating like the unjust courtroom, which is 
yeah justifiable but it, it's just I, f- I feel like movies and music and tv and that form of film and musical art should be separated from politics and that's why we have it is because it's a way to either escape or it's a different it's a way to make us feel and think differently about like these other realities that we don't always want to deal with all the time because if you're constantly in the political world and it's all you're thinking about every day you wake up and you're just constantly following like these news stories as they keep coming out like that's exhausting and it's no way to live like i don't know why you want that put into the things to view you know what i mean like yeah 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 yeah. it's i I think it's not only exhausting but it's it's toxic i mean it adds on to the thing we're talking about with humanity and kindness and pity earlier it just if you surround yourself with so much negativity you're going to be a negative person so i'm going to cut you guys off because we have officially hit the two hour mark um so what i like to do in this last little segment or what i like what i want to start doing is i want to start plugging little things that we we all enjoy for the end for people who for whatever dumb reason would respect our opinions um let's plug a, uh, a tv show movie music something that we all enjoy or something that we're like hey this is a little obscure this is what people would like because we all kind of have an obscure taste and shit so um dip's going last i gotta think about the movie okay he's gonna think about a movie so yeah let's just all plug something that we like and then we're gonna bring this podcast to a close because we like i said we're right at that two hour mark um yeah what what the fuck does anyone want to go first or am i gonna have to do this i have to plug something you don't have to i already I mean, plugged you... chernobyl i mean i mean okay so all right so du- all right that's fair dub is plugging chernobyl um let's see i mean i guess i'm trying I'm just... to think of a good movie that i've watched recently i'm gonna take the low-hanging fruit guys watch dark fucking do it i'm just, gonna watch it i'm just, gonna watch it when i get home. seriously just put it's on really the put good. on the a I, put on the subtitles and I, b put on the english dub and watch that shit it's fucking good and, and i'll say too in its defense like if you watch some dub stuff like how the audio doesn't match up and it's just really like kind of That's weird to, to look at if it's, it's very just, strange it's very off like the audio doesn't sync up well at all it's not a whole lot like that like if you like it might take you just like like a few minutes to get used to it but once you do it's really easy yeah well the thing is is it's in german so german and english are like that it's the closest language to english so there are times where the dub and the english and uh the german parts actually line up pretty well and you can actually somewhat see that the the things that they're saying line up with the and, and just to clarify if anyone that's confused the dub is it's spoken in english but it was filmed in them speaking german so yeah. so the, the the lips don't line up yes. exactly they're, but it's it, but it's it, the but voice it's actors it. of the dub they, good? yeah yeah it makes sense and no yeah no, there's, there's well. not a single person that's like super off-putting yeah. like in some anime and shit like that <laughs> yeah. no but um Man, so chandler what to, you have, have a dub to, or anything you want to plug or uh i'm gonna say while i find a movie for something that i've recently looked at that i know is good ooh, i know what i'm gonna talk about for music, I would say, if you haven't listened to it, I already talked about it earlier, listen to The Wall by Pink Floyd, beginning to end. It's really good. There's a movie, too. You can check that out. But what I want to talk about is The Wire. That's a TV series that I watched okay. yeah. The well, since I got my surgery and I had a lot of downtime and I was just laying in bed playing video games and watching TV all day. I watched that series. 
and that's one of the best, if not the best series I have watched. It is so good. It's so gritty and so realistic about the drug scene in Maryland in early, like, 90s or, like, 2000s, like, up to, like, 2008. Highly recommend. Very, very good. That's awesome. It's written and directed by a former Baltimore uh, detective. A lot oh, of, shit. Okay, a, a I lot know of, that. A lot of actors that they use. Uh, one of them is a priest who is, like, kind of the inspiration for other characters in the show, but he was, like, a reformed, like, major drug dealer turned into, like, a priest, and they use him as a show, and they use convicted gang, like, or drug dealers or convicted felons and they use them as like actors as like gang members in the show so it has like an authentic feel to it it is an awesome show 10 out of 10 recommend that's awesome well thanks for recommending that dude i fucking i've been meaning to watch it it's been on my list i watched the sopranos and i know that's up there with it um so does anyone want to plug their social media accounts right now or i'm social media free you say this you man this man lives to. like a monk in the modern age you gotta you gotta cut loose just get away yeah. from all the bs so i i guess i'll just plug so you guys but can, modern goonies yeah so you guys we have we have a facebook page we have an instagram and we have a twitter so go follow us on all of those at modern goonies i think that's i think that's it for all of them that might be something different but just look us up you'll find us it's a picture of an octopus you'll see it in the in the in the videos um, so yeah, go follow all of the Modern Uni shit. We'll be posting updates um, about the people that we have on the podcast, about the podcast itself, about uh, the topics that we that we do. It's just it's just a way to have fun. Go uh, go give us a follow. Um, so go follow all of my social media accounts at Trevor King Minor. Um, I've got Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. I have a couple of songs on YouTube and things like that. Um, so, shout out serotonin yeah sh- yeah shout out serotonin guys go watch that it's with a good friend of mine zach and his girlfriend viv and it's a, it's a pretty good sentimental little piece so go go listen to that shit um so yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in to the second episode of the modern goodies podcast tune Number in two. next week for uh, my good friend michael and potentially mark we're not sure we haven't got a confirmation on that yet but michael will definitely be on it and he's a super awesome dude who knows a lot about physics in the natural world and he's got just a great philosophy on life and he's a super carefree and awesome guy and i'm really excited to have him on so uh thank you very much for tuning in i i'm your host trevor king minor this is my good friend chandler my good friend dub and thank you so much for watching see you later